Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We have merch. Check out the AmericanGlutton.net shop. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. A number of people have come up to me wearing American Glutton merch, and nothing fills my heart with more pride than seeing somebody in one of these t-shirts. And I've been stopped on the street and asked where to get it when somebody sees me in an American Glutton hoodie. Well, you can get it all at the shop on AmericanGlutton.net. And my favorite t-shirt, yesterday it was tomorrow, right now, is up now. Get it while supplies last. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. My guest today is Funk Roberts. You can find him on Instagram at Funk Roberts Fitness. Funk Roberts, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Ethan. I'm so uh, I'm excited to be here, man. Excited to share my knowledge. Listen, dude, I'm excited to talk to you too. Um, a, a lot of what I want to talk to you. Listen, it's the end of the year. The new year's coming up. There's going to be a lot of people who, you know, uh, I don't want to say regress towards the end of the year, but I do know that a lot of excess weight tends to be gained right at the end of the year. And then you wake up January 1st and you're like, well, okay, I got to solve this. And like, for me, I'm an older guy. I'm almost 50 years old. And I, I know that like that, that January 1st is going to occur for plenty of people in their 50s, 60s, 40s. And a lot of what we see as like the base, not the baseline for fitness is being presented to us in, in like teenagers and 20 year olds. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a 30 year old. And I just think like, 
it's not always fair to say like just do what this guy does who's 25 you know and at the prime of his conditioning and all of that to what guys like you and i are gonna have to do it's different right a hundred percent that's the you know that's the biggest uh hurdle that i even had like i'm 54 now but when i was 39 and i i used to be a professional athlete so i played uh professional indoor beach volleyball highest level I retired. And so in my thirties, I'm in the corporate world trying to figure out the whole, you know, corporate thing, kids. And then when I reached 39, even though I was still doing some personal training and some, some boot camps, and because I love fitness and health, but you know, I got to make money in the corporate world. Um, I started to feel different. Like, you know, I, I, like I remember at the gym, I was at the gym with my workout partner and he looked at me and he's like, Hey man, doesn't it, doesn't it piss you off that you are in this gym? You're literally the hardest worker in this gym. You're in here five days a week, an hour and a half a day. You're doing all your cardio and you still look the same. And I looked at myself and he's like, yeah, look at you. You got belly fat, you're buffy. And that, that, you know, of course I'm going to get defensive at first, but man, that struck a chord. And I realized when I got home that I never really looked at myself in the mirror. Like I was 215 and puffy, but for me, I'm used to being lean, right? I'm 5'11". I'm used to being lean. So 215 and puffy for me uh, with the belly fat and and just me posting videos on YouTube, you know what I mean? And in, in my, in my tank top, it, it really struck a nerve. And at that exact same time, the girl that, that I was living with left me because we weren't having sex. I had no sex drive. So she leaves me which crushes my manhood. I, I mask my manhood by going to strip joints and after hours and like, you know, all, all of that craziness that, you know, you think is going to make you more of a man, but drugs, you know, addiction, all of that, that happened. And the meal, meanwhile, things are getting worse. I'm getting more depressed. I'm getting uh, suicidal at some points. Cause I don't know what's going on. Like I have no clue. And then when I get to the doctor, uh, for my yearly checkup, you know, I go back after we get the blood tests and all those things like, hey, man, your testosterone levels are are like 185. Like that's a grandfather's testosterone level. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm huge. Like, how can I have T levels of 185? He goes, dude, that has nothing to do with it. Like your body. So then he started just going through all the all the. Uh, you know, the, the things that happen when you have low testosterone, like, you know, belly fat, uh, um, you know, your, your, your libido's gone, uh, mood changes, all of these things. And right then and there, I realized, oh, so you're telling me that all of the things I'm, I'm dealing with are because of my hormones. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I went down the journey for six months of really deep diving into how to naturally increase, uh, no, how to naturally increase our t- testosterone levels, but just what's happening to our bodies at that age. So, so to say, you know, at the age of 30, our testosterone levels naturally decrease one to 2% every single year. So by the time we reach 40 or 50 or 60, we're like, what the hell's going on? Why do I feel different? Why do I don't have any confidence or energy? Plus we suffer from sarcopenia, which is a natural loss of muscle due to aging. So now every decade we're losing you know three to eight percent muscle and muscle is very important for you know metabolic processes our strength and so those things plus our metabolism generally slows down but that's more lifestyle you know eating the wrong foods not working out consistently you know all of those things so now at 40 when we think oh man life's over there is uh you know a, a light at the end of the tunnel we just have to do things differently so like you said like we can't do the 25 year old workouts. Cause we can't work out buys and tries back chest, 
you know, because we don't recover the same way either. So we can't do that. We need that. So those workouts don't work for us and we can't eat the same way we used to, right? Before when we were younger, we'd probably be able to like, you know, I remember before every single match, and this is as a professional athlete, I used to have filet of fish <laughs> from McDonald's before right. those matches. But hey, I'm 20, 21, 22 years old. So it's totally different, right? But sometimes when we have been out of the game for a long time and we come back to the gym on January 1st, it's like, wait a minute, I don't really know what workouts to do. And I don't know what diets to do because there's all these keto and paleo and low carb, low fat, all these diet plans out there. But none of those work for us because they're not geared towards us. They're not geared for our age and the physiological changes that happen. So once you realize, okay, these are the changes that happen six months later from that time, 185 pounds, lean and ripped. And I kept that all the way till till now i had a couple wow. of life scares in between but knowing that like understanding then you're like oh, okay totally makes sense this is the way i'm supposed to work out i have to actually work more on mobility and yoga and those things because i need to recover and i don't want to get injured because and i don't want to let joint pain so once we start to realize that and understand that then it makes things a little bit easier when it comes to january 1st and we're not just like all right, here we go again. I'm, you know, I work with, I work with, I mean, you, you, for some people, it could be like 20 years since they've gone into the gym and they're, and they're like, I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing all that time ago. You, you know what I mean? And, and like, it's a big shock. You don't want to yeah. get hurt. Like, that's my, my main focus nowadays is just like, what can I do every day for the rest of my life? 100%. It's, it's about the lifestyle and longevity, right? But here's the thing once you find that, right, and you start to, consistently do that. Now you are not only building muscle, but Hey, I'm jumping again. You're not going to be deadlifting 350 pounds. You're not back squats. You're not doing all that stuff, but you're still using dumbbells to deadlift or kettlebells to deadlift. You're still doing, you know, swings or something that's going to keep you powerful because we, we can't lose that. You're still going to, you know, use, use body weight or dumbbells or home home workouts to, con to consistently keep you consistent but it's going to be shorter workouts, a little bit more high intensity, but you're going to get it done and you're going to feel good about it as well. And and what did you find helped naturally raise testosterone? Sure. So there was a few things. Um, so number one would be the type of workouts I did. So instead of doing the old school bodybuilding, stay in the gym for an hour, hour and a half, only hitting one or two part body parts, it's total body workouts three to four times a week for no more than 30 minutes, right? So total body workout circuit training. I call it's metabolic training, but it's circuit training. So I'm going to do, you know, uh, dumbbell chest press for 40 seconds, as many reps as possible from rest for 20 seconds. From there, I'm going to rack the dumbbells and do squats for 20, 40 seconds rest. Then I'm going to do bicep curls. You know what I mean? So it's a total body workout, whether it's using, you know, fundamental movements like the hip hinge, the squat, the lunge, the push, the pull, the carry, or body part stuff, but you're doing that three times a week. Why? Because a, you're going to optimize hormone release. You're going to negate cortisol because cortisol, even though we release cortisol, it's a stress hormone and cortisol is good. We do need cortisol. Like right now, my cortisol levels are probably very high because I'm doing this podcast. We need cortisol in the morning. We need cortisol when we, when we work out, but too much cortisol that stays up here, that's kills your testosterone levels 
along with belly fat storage and a whole bunch of other health issues. So we want to keep our workouts short, you know, literally 30 to 15 to 30 minutes, but getting a good metabolic workout uh, is key. So that's number one. Number two, nutrition, right? Like nutrition is, is huge. So for us, we do balanced plate meals. So we make sure that every time we eat, we have, we meaning guys in my membership, but we, 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 we do. So you have to have a source of protein, healthy fat, starchy, complex carb, and uh, fruits or vegetables, depending on the meal. And why do we do this? Well, because first and foremost, the healthy fat, which is like avocado or grass-fed butter, olive oil, that has good cholesterol. And cholesterol is the precursor to testosterone production. So when, you know, the whole process happens from the hypothalamus all the way down to the testicles, okay, where's the, where's the, where's the uh, cholesterol? We need that good cholesterol so we can start testosterone production. Most guys don't eat healthy fats, right? So there is no cholesterol. So T levels are going to be low. Also, we need um, protein because protein is the building blocks of our muscles, our bones, all the metabolic processes going on in our body. We need starchy, complex carbs, not simple carbs, but complex carbs like, you know, white rice, jasmine rice, uh, quinoa, sweet potato, potato, steel cut oats, because that um, will help us with our thyroid, which is responsible for metabolism, energy, uh, insulin balance, and uh, muscle growth, uh, along with, you know, brain health and all of the, all the other stuff. Plus, a lot of the micronutrients that are in these foods also help with testosterone, uh, testosterone, increasing your testosterone levels. And then of course, vegetables and fruits have the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the phytonutrients, all of those things like the boron, selenium, vitamin, uh, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin B, all of these things that help with testosterone. So you need that. Then we have to focus on sleep. I mean, that's humongous, right? Seven to nine hours sleep. And I know there's a lot of guys who come in the program. Hey, man, I'm a night owl. Uh, you know, I only get four. I can, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can work on four hours sleep. And I have to ch- help them change that, rewire that. It's like, no, man. This again, the the margin of error, guys. Okay, we're not. We have a new identity. We were that guy. Now we are seven to nine hour sleep guy. That's who you are. You go to bed at the same time. And that's probably the easiest way to do it. Go to bed at the same time every night, try to wake up at the same time and, and focus on using maybe wearables or things that can help you to gauge your sleep. Because again, with, with sleep, testosterone production happens in the morning and it happens, uh, optimizes when you have that good, deep sleep, the REM, the deep sleep. You're not getting that sleep. Even if you're sleeping for six or seven hours, you're not going to get that testosterone production. So sleep is key. Plus there's so many other, you know, uh, benefits from sleep. And then we have stress, managing stress, you know, again, gratitude journaling, meditation, um, uh, breathing exercises. A lot of the things that you would think before would be like, oh, look at these, you know, this is, that's woo-woo stuff. It's like, no, nah, man, this is what's going to keep our stress levels. I mean, there's so much stress in the world right now. A, B, I'm sure around, you know, work, at home, kids, what have you, there, there's stress always around us. So we need to learn how to manage that because as I mentioned before, cortisol, right? Cortisol is a stress hormone. So we want to make sure that we keep that down. And also we want to stay away from estrogenic foods and estrogen as much as possible because estrogen is the female hormone. And yes, we need estrogen because estrogen helps us with our sex, you know, our sex drive and a healthy sex, sex life. But with too much estrogen kills testosterone. That's where you get the belly fat and the man boobs and just, just the, you know, you feel more like a, a 
you know, the hormones are messed up. That's basically how I can, I can say it. So we want to stay away from those foods. So it's, it's, it's a bunch of things that, that you incorporate into your life to help naturally increase testosterone. Cause we do it naturally. We don't yeah. use any. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, and, and I think stress is such a big component, but I also think that like, if you put all those other factors that you mentioned in, into place and you were adhering really well to those your stress level is probably going to be a lot easier to deal with like stuff comes up i know the difference for me if i've eaten poorly and got a bad night's sleep with any kind of crisis small or large that comes up it just gets magnified if 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 any of that stuff is out or you know even if i miss the gym that day and then something comes up the stress gets compounded by all those other factors and the food piece, it's so weird. Everything you said, it's like super rational. It's like what you could probably ask anybody who's ever been on a diet, what are healthy food, you know, quote unquote, healthy foods. And I don't love to moralize food, but like, I don't, I will not eat fast food. Like that's, that's just a no go for me. You know, if I'm caught in an airport for 12 hours and I'm really, really hungry, I might try to find a salad at one, you know what I mean? But I'm not eating that's just like not a part of my life. And it is a part of so many people's life, like the prevalence of garbage junk food in America, which which I would think of as like, if it's even on the table at all, it's going to be like once a year, literally. You know what I mean? Like for me, pizza is is I don't love the idea of cheat meals, but like I'm not going to say never again to pizza. I really like pizza, but it will be once a year, you know, like that's how rare it is. And then I get a little crazy because I've found this gluten free pizza, which I, I I don't think it's actually healthier for you. But but like and I and that became my favorite pizza in Los Angeles. So like I'll think about that when I'm like deep into cutting or something like that. I'll be thinking about fucking gluten free pizza like what's wrong with me but it took a long time of like abstinence from that kind of food to get to the place where i feel even safe going and having a slice of pizza it's just it's just everywhere it's a hard thing to get people off of i think yeah you 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 hit the nail on the head man like like the fact that you don't compromise to fast food is huge because it's like you're you changed your value whatever that value was before you literally transform that value like no 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 that's not even happening and and even if i do have a guilt-free meal because we don't do cheat day like a guilt-free meal because guilt-free means okay listen i've done everything it's only two to three guilt-free meals per month one of those guilt-free meals is i just have it in my back pocket just in case i get caught yeah but I do want I want to take my wife out and you know if we do want to have something it's great but that other one guilt free meal even that guilt free meal you're still thinking about gluten free and still thinking about okay cuz oh, I know man. if I eat this I'm going to feel horrible after so right. I want to keep it a little bit like, 100% and I love that um and yes when guys start eating and feeling better you know what I mean like the other thing too is at our age in our 40s 50s 60s 70s like we, there's going to be a lot more, a lot more crazy, not crazy. That's not the word I'm looking for, but a lot of things that happen to us, like people are around us are going to start dying more and more. You know, if you retire, your kids are moving out of the house, you know, things at work, like there's going to be a lot more that we need to stand up and be healthy for that. Right. Like we need to be, we don't want to be 
you know, in, in the hospital, having our, our family visiting, visiting us and we're in our forties or fifties or even our sixties. And now we're draining our family when we're supposed to be there to provide, protect and procreate. So we have a responsibility to keep ourselves healthy so that as the patriarchs, because we just automatically become the patriarchs. I tell my guys all the time, listen, you're going to be the, come the patriarch of your, of your, of your family, whether you want to be or not, just because you are going to start to become the elder man in your, in your family. So you have to be on point. And if you don't have sleep and you just ate crappy uh, or missed a workout and then something drastic happens, you're not going to be there to focus, right? You're not going to be there to go, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just not make decisions on my emotions right now. Let me just okay, keep calm. Everyone's going crazy around you, but don't worry. I got this. Okay. No worries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can cry here. Like that's who you want to be. And you cannot two hours sleep, and, uh, and and Kentucky Fried Chicken the night before, it's over. It's over. It's you're, over. you're a wreck. Like, yeah. You're the yeah. one freaking out. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah. When when you have guys come in like a day one guy who, who mm. needs a big change, what's the hardest thing to implement for, for that typically? So like I need to make the program as easy as possible because yes, day one, someone coming in and like, if I just gave them a PDF with, okay, here are the exercises and here, here, this is what I want you to do. They're going to be like, well, I don't know what the hell this is. And like, you know what I mean? So I have follow along workouts. I'm in the workouts, working out with them, you know, like already pre-recorded, of course, but I'm there working out with them. I'm coaching them. So all they need to do is get the workout done. That's it. So that, that first step of, of, getting through the first workout, which usually for the first guy is very difficult. That's number one. And, but that they already got that. So the biggest thing would be the nutrition piece, but a lot of the times they can't believe it's that simple. They're like, so wait a minute, you're just telling me that, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that all I have to do is just, you know, put these things on my plate. Yeah. Three times a day. Just make sure you have a source of each one on your plate, but wait a minute, wait a minute. How many calories? Hey, dude, we don't count calories here. Uh, well, how much should I weigh? We don't weigh our foods. Just all I want you to do is just get those on your plate. Because if you can get those on your plate first, it'll start to negate all that other food. Um, so that's that. This, this, the, the second thing would be the yoga and the mobility. Because on day number two, I mean, because we implement mobility and yoga twice a week. And we work out three to four times a week because I have to make sure these guys don't get injured. So the first biggest hurdle would be the nutrition piece and figuring out, okay, is it really, that's all I have to do. And I'm, can I eat carbs? I heard I'm not supposed to eat carbs. I'm trying to get that out of their brain. And the second thing is getting them to do the mobility because they don't realize that, you know, that it's about sustainability. It's a marathon, right? And you don't have to work out every single excuse me, every single day. Um, but the good thing about it is the community portion of it, right? We have our, our over 40 alpha brotherhood and tribe. So when the guy comes in, takes a, you know, a post his picture, his before picture, you have so, so much support, right? So many guys going, hey, hey, no worries, you know, like, and even if someone's in phase 24 or 12 or 13, if he posts them, man, that first workout was really, really hard, man. You're not going to get guys going, suck it up, get it done. It's more like, hey, don't worry. I remember that workout. It's going to get better. So a lot of that helps with day one for that yeah. guy, right? Day one is day one is 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 tough. And the day one workout, every single time, like, man, that was tough. Or my, hey, my cart, how do I get my cardio better? I can barely breathe at the, you know, in the rest periods. I go, don't worry. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. Like right. you will have a hard time, but you're not going to be here 
three months from now, three months from now, you're going to be a totally different person. A month from now, you're going to be totally different. Yeah. And, so that and, hope- and if you, and if you are still there, you'll be using heavier weights, doing more reps. Yes. It, something yes. will increase. Totally. Totally. And that's, the, that's huge because you hear, you see it all the time. It's like, man, I remember cause they do the same workouts for four weeks, right? It's a phase. So by fourth, by the fourth week, they know, oh yeah, I remember week one, I can only do six, push-ups during this interval and now i can do 12 push-ups during this interval so right. i know i'm getting stronger i may not see it specifically in the mirror yet but i know i'm getting stronger so it's just ensuring that as i mean it's 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 not easy to find uh programs for our guys our age that are like laid out or maybe getting a, a you know a, a trainer or somebody who can lay things out for you make it easy uh, and and help you stay consistent. But the 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 support is huge. The brotherhood is so huge. Um, you know, I, in helping I, guys yeah. stay accountable. I love the idea too of implementing yoga or some kind of movement because yes. I know I've I've done yoga. Yoga is more my wife's thing. But when I go yeah. to do it, yoga kicks my ass. Oh, so it's like it's a, it's a legit workout. I'm I'm out of breath most of the time. I'm dripping sweat. Like something's happening. You know what I mean. <laughs> Um, and then there's the other aspect too, where like, after you've worked out one day, I've gone with a lot of people and taken them to the gym. And then the next day they're like, no, no, I'm not coming back to the gym. I can't move. My legs hurt. And I'm like, okay, well, honestly, the best thing to do is move. Don't sit still. Like you got to do something. And, and yoga sounds like a good thing to do. Like I've never actually used it for doms or for that kind of muscle soreness, but I bet it would be awesome to relieve some of that lactic acid. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just the, it's, it's the, it's the movement, right? Like you're moving every day, right? There's no, we have one rest day, which is Sunday, but the rest of the week, there's gotta be, it's mostly mobility, yoga, Pilates, whatever it is, but you're right. The yoga is most of the times the hardest thing because it's very humbling for a guy who's never done yoga before. Cause remember I'm dealing with 40, 50, 67 year old guys and you're, I'm giving you a metabolic workout. And now I'm telling you to do yoga, right? Dude, I go in there and there's, there's dudes with a lot more body fat on them than me hitting these positions where I'm like, how the fuck I don't ever want to go, but I'm humiliated every time I go to yoga. And then it becomes this thing of like, well, the humiliation's part of it. Yeah, totally. Cause it's a growth. Cause you know that, listen, okay, today, this is where I'm at. And I used to go to yoga. I used to go to yoga class here before I implemented in the program. I used to go to one of the gym and I used to go to the back all the time. Right. And because I'm muscular and they know me as funk Roberts, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to struggle and this is it. And I'm okay with the struggle. I'm totally okay with it because I, but I said, I want you to remember this day because a month from now or two months from now, when they see me doing hitting the warrior pose, it's like, damn, I remember when you could you couldn't even get your shoulders out, let alone hit the warrior pose. Right. So I understanding that we're not going to be where we're at. Right. right. At, at that time, the more we do it, we're going to get strong. Like it's imp- I say it's impossible not to get stronger not to, you know, increase your, you know, balance your hormones, get healthier, all of these things, more mobile. If you consistently do it, like you will see the change. It may take longer for some people than others, but you will see the change when you stay consistent and make it a lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, another thing that struck me too, was I really liked that you're, 
you're not starting guys off with like measure your food, weigh your food, calculate calories. I, I think that that's another big thing that happens like a January 1st thing where people are like, okay, I'm doing this hardcore diet. Like I, I found like I've tried every ridiculously hard thing that you can do, you know, 600 calories a day for two months and you lose a bunch of weight, then you gain the weight back or keto for two years. And I'm never, I, I hit a plateau that's not breaking unless I'm kind of starving myself. And then it's like, well, why not just do a low calorie diet? You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of these things. Um, but I found that like, I, I wound up taking little bits and pieces, right. And clobbering together a lifestyle that is a long-term thing where I'm in the gym every day. I'm eating very much how you talked about it. Um, I don't eat butter really, but I do try to have Rest some ch chia seeds or avocado, or if I'm having fish, I consider that my healthy fat or, you know what I mean? Um, with every meal, because I, I, I also found I had a, a, a cholesterol imbalance where I'd been low fat for so long that I did yes. a blood test. And the guy was like, you have your cholesterol is wacky. Like, and I'm like, I don't eat any fat. I eat no fat. Like, what are you talking about? Like the fat I eat is from chicken breast without skin. How could I have wacky cholesterol? And he was like, well, you do. So yeah. then it became like, fuck, I got to eat more fish. I got to eat more avocados, more of yeah. So I've, I've actually wound up in a thing similar to you, but it took me fucking 20 years <laughs> yeah. to start guys off going yeah. like, just make sure you eat this kind of food three times a day. That's a great way to start. And I think for like a January 1st type of a deal where it's like, I want to have this big radical change. A lot of those radical changes, you're not still doing them in February. You know what no I mean? Way. It's too difficult. And it's like the zero to hero. Like, you know, I'll have guys come in to my program who are vegans, right? Or vegetarians. And that, that doesn't align with uh, like testosterone because my program is based on like, obviously fat loss and, you know, transformation, but testosterone, hormone balance and metabolism, all those things. So when they come in, I ask them about them being a vegetarian or vegan. And they're kind of like, oh, well, I see that your program doesn't really talk about that. I'm like, yeah, I know, because that's not how my program works. <laughs> so, but then I ask them, why did you become a vegetarian? And then they have to think about it. Like, and then I have to prod, was it because you, uh, you were eating so unhealthy or you had something happen that you went from zero like to one from one extreme to another extreme so you're eating horribly and obviously something may have happened gut problems or you know cholesterol whatever it is and then all of a sudden you went to the, this vegan or vegetarian of course you're going to feel great for a bit when you go from zero to hero but how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the, the, it's not sustainable. Uh, you know, at the time, because a lot of the guys who come in with who are vegetarians are finding problems with the nutrition as well, because they their testosterone levels are all out of whack or they can't build muscle or whatever it is. But once they understand that, they're like, oh, OK, that's OK. Yeah, that is, that is what happened. Actually, my wife told me to be to get on this vegan diet. And I never I never stopped. And so the zero to hero thing is is setting yourself up for sabotage. Right. Like like you said, like, OK, I've been eating crazy and December. Now I'm going to do, you know, this insane, you know, 30 day, whatever to shred. And, you know, the first couple of weeks, the first week you're excited, the, you know, the next week you're still a little bit excited, but then life starts to hit you. Right. And 30 day shred is extremely difficult. You know, you got to be on top of everything. And when life happens, 30 day shreds, the first thing that's going to go. 100%. Yeah, by the way, Anybody who's in shape enough to get actually shredded in 30 days, like they could just take their time and be shredded in 90 days and it wouldn't be so miserable. Like, I I don't know. None of the people who I ever talked to who are like, I want to lose weight could get shredded in 30 days, no matter what they did. They, you give them all the steroids in the world and give them the hardest workout program and all of it, they're not getting shredded in 30 days. They could lose a bunch of weight, but they're not getting yeah. shredded. I'm not getting shredded in 30 days. That's a long, that's a, that's a very short time frame. So I think for most of those things too, you, you have guys who are going into it going like, I'm going to get shredded in 30 days. And it's like, you do it for 30 days. You're probably not even happy with the results because you, you're mm. not actually shredded. You don't have an eight pack. You don't have, you know, a vascular abdomen. And and then it's like, well, I just killed myself for 30 days. I'm going back to life as, as I knew it before. Right. And that's the other thing, too, because the mindset's like, OK, well, I'm killing myself for 30 days. So I deserve you know, or right. maybe go back to, and then next thing you know, you're right back to where you were in March. Now yeah. it's March and you're like, oh man, I got to go to Daytona beach. I can't even remember said Daytona beach, but anyway, Daytona beach. Sure. Back, in the day, back in the day, we used to go to Daytona beach. Yeah. It was really popular when we were kids, wasn't it? Yeah. totally. Uh, so it's like, um, you know, if you just adopt, okay, this year, this is 
what I'm doing. I'm going to do this consistently and I'm going to make it a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Then my nutrition, my workout so I can stay consistent, uh, you know, my, my sleep, I'm going to do whatever I can to help, you know, set up a great sleep environment and, and, and track my sleep, you know, my mindset and, and, you know, just, just really focusing on, on, on gratitude and med- meditation and the things that everyone who's successful, whether it's in a health and fitness or in business will tell you that that's a key component to keeping you, you know, grounded and focused and keeping the stress um, at bay, uh, you know, focusing on recovery and mobility, because as we get older, our joints, we don't want to be waking up in pain, back pain, knee pain, elbow pain, like, and those things will happen when you're working out and not doing the other stuff because you're working out, but you're not recovering. And then the next day you go and you have DOMS or you're tight and then you do lunge and you're like, Oh my God, why is my knee hurting with the lunge? Well, your knee's hurting with the lunge, not because of the knee and the lunge it's because your hips are tight or your ankles are not, you know, you don't have mobility in your ankles or like a lot of the, the, elbow or knee or what have you is not actually the elbow or the knee. It's the, the joints around the elbow and the knee, but that gets sorted out on the mobility side. Don't have to be yoga guys it can be mobility or what have you. Um, but when you, when you have that, you just, you feel like you have power over your, your, uh, you know, your entire health, but it all starts with the mindset, right? Like you have to set yourself up with a strong why. And that's the first thing we have the guys do when they come in. They have to have a strong why. Because as you mentioned, January 1st comes and everyone flocks to a workout or a diet or mobility or yoga classes. And they just go towards that. But that's the number one reason why most people fail or, or stop when it comes to those things is because they haven't set up a strong enough why to get them through the times when Brenda comes into the the boardroom with pizza or donuts, right? Okay, guys, I got donuts. And then you're there and everyone's taking them. It's like, oh, I didn't eat. I didn't eat this morning. Okay. All right. I'll have one. Okay, Brenda, I'll have one. You know, and then you're eating and it's like, Jesus, what the hell? Brenda's got power over me. I don't want Brenda to have power over me. But if you had a strong enough, why, you know, you went down, you asked, Kate, why, why are you doing this new health plan? Uh, it's the, the, why, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay. Well, you got to go deeper than why do you want to lose 30 pounds? Well, I want to lose 30 pounds because, you know, when I play with my kids, I can barely breathe and keep up with them. And I find myself, you know, them poking at my, my stomach and I feel really embarrassed. Okay. Let's go a little bit deeper than that. Oh yeah. Also my, my family has, you know, heart disease in the family and I want to make sure that I'm there for my, my, my kids. Okay. Now we're talking. Now we're getting deep. Now we're crying now, right? The why is supposed to make you, should make you cry because it needs to be an anchor that when Brenda comes in, you're going to be like, Brenda, thank you very much. I had breakfast. I'm all good. But Funk, you always have my donuts. Brenda, I'm sorry. I'm good. Listen, your donuts are great, but I'm good. And now you have that anchor to get you through those times or the days when you are so tired, you don't feel like working out, but you know, you should work out like you need that. Why? Because that's going to get you through those tough times, specifically at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I, I think the, the whole universe of this, of transformations of, of anything, physical goals, it's, it's so hard because there's a lot of people where you're saying like, and, and I agree, I agree with everything you're saying. I, this is what I've found to be true. I've, 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 you know, went from 536 pounds, took me a long time to lose weight. I finally got to a place where I've maintained my weight for five years. That's never in my entire life. I never had that happen. So the one time I think I maintained my weight for like 
close to a year, 10 years ago, I was doing like eight hours of cardio a day and starving myself. And right. so this is this has been like the greatest five years where I'm eating lots of food. I'm working out for under an hour a day, basically about an hour a day. I'm also doing some cardio, but not nothing crazy. And like, I'm happy. I feel better than I've ever felt like it's great. But the difference between my complete overhaul to my life and what you're talking about to a guy who is saying, you just have to change one thing. If you stop eating bread, you'll get there. Or if you don't eat lectins, you'll get there or you can get there in 30 days or you know what I mean? The, the kind of get rich quick schemes that are out there that are I mean, it's hard because like changing your entire life is a big deal. I don't think even when people are like at their rock bottom and saying, I'll do anything because you get got people who are like, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. There isn't real thought to like, I'll do anything, but I'll do it forever. Like what I'm saying mm -hmm. I'll do is kind of a forever game. You know what I mean? Like the way you're talking about this, you're not done in six months and going back to eating ice cream and cheeseburgers. It's a, it's a kind of a forever thing. And I, and I love what you said too, about the free pass in your back pocket. For me, there was a time in my life. I think when I read uh, Tim Ferriss's book close to 20 years ago or 15 years ago where he talked about a cheat day like sunday or saturday was a cheat day and i was like yeah. fuck yeah i'm gonna do this i didn't i never lost any weight because i no. could eat twelve thousand calories that, <laughs> that day because it was a cheat day and then when i wasn't losing weight i read i read it again and he was like okay if if it's too much have a cheat meal i'd eat six thousand calories in that cheat meal you know what i mean i'd eat until i was sick and so like that for me today, that free pass that like I'm going to let my hair down a little bit is literally I'm going to eat a fattier steak. I might yeah. I might I might not tell them to put the sauce on the side of the salad. I might just have the salad as it comes. You know what I mean? I might not worry that the Brussels sprouts are have some honey in them like that's <laughs> my cheat meal. But on every other day. I'm saying steam my fish. I want the leanest piece of beef you can make me. I don't want any sauce on my veggies. Give me olive oil and lemon for my salad. Like that's, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. kind of how I live my life. And I'm happy. I don't feel deprived. I don't drive by McDonald's going like I'm the sucker who can't eat that. That's the, you know what I mean? I'm kind of thinking about it. You know, every now and again, I'll see a guy smoking a cigarette and feel envious that yeah. he's smoking a cigarette and I'm not, but like, not for real. It's not like I want to go buy a pack of cigarettes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just remembering the time. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Smoking cigarettes when I was a teenager was a hell of a lot of fun. I don't actually want to smoke. Right. Right. Exactly. No, you, 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 you hit it on the head and, and no, everybody who comes, who, who I work with anyway, they, they don't come in thinking it's going to be a life long journey, but I have like lifers, like we, you know, 18,000 guys in the program. Most guys are now finishing phase 36, which is three years. Wow. But the reason why is because they don't identify as who they were before. Right. When they come in, you're an over 40 alpha. And this is what over 40 alphas do. 
This is how we eat. This is how we, you know, work out. This is how we treat our family. You know, like we have different values um, that dissociate from the person that they came in as. So now it's a new identity that they can latch onto. And it's not their fault that they failed or, or, you know, had struggled, right? Because now you have something that's geared towards you. But you, I, I'm always surprised at the fact that when they come in at first, like, I always, I know a hundred percent that when they're after phase six, their next thing they're going to ask me is I want, I want to get that six pack. I'm really close. I want to get that six pack. But when they first come in, they're not even thinking about that, right? They're right. just thinking about the immediate thing. I already know that that's going to happen, but they don't think that way. And then after phase, you know, the first milestone, they're like, okay, this is getting better. Then literally phase six. Okay. Funk, what do I do to get, you know, I just want to see the six pack. It's like a total difference and the mindset's different. And then with the guilt-free meals, at the beginning, of course, people implement the guilt-free meal specifically in the second phase. But exactly what you said, the amount of people in the later phases or, you know, have been here for a long time, they don't have guilt-free meals. Like they literally don't have them. They're just like, yeah, you well, know what? It, it becomes something else, right? Like for yeah, me, a yes. guilt-free meal for me 10 years ago was pizza, ice cream, French fries. It was everything I could get my hands on and I'm eating all of it. And today it really is like, I'm, I'm going to have the sauce on my yeah. fish. Like that's yeah. a guilt. That will be a very, a very occasional thing that happens. And that's my guilt-free meal. It's never McDonald's. Never. No, no, it's no, not ordering pizza. You know, that's a once a year thing. And I'm, and, and I'm very cautious when I do that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, or they'll post their guilt-free meal, and it's not like you said, it's not really a guilt. I'm like, dude, that's not a guilt-free meal. It's a regular. Right, exactly. Yeah, of course, you have sweet potato fries, man. Like, hey, not guilt-free, but okay. If in your head, if it is, we're good with it, right? Yeah, because like, we don't judge either. Like, okay, that you do you. Right. Everyone's but, different, but it takes a while to get there, right? Like yes, it does. About. It does. Yeah, it does. It does take a while. So the first thing is the, the one year to alpha, and it's kind of like like. Whenever the guys, we call them alpha OGs, they become an OG after they do the first, the one year to alpha. And it's like, I always say to them, like, dude, like, I want you to think about this. You are whatever age, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You just did one year of a program of workouts, nutrition, like, you know, recovery for one year. Like, no one does that. You know what I mean? Like, not even athletes because they have time off. Like, and when they think about that achievement, it's incredible, specifically from when they come in, because when guys come to my program, they're not coming in shredded or the people that go to the gym. They're at, they're they're perceived rock bottom. Like they're like, okay, I, I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. You know, ever and guys, guys, guys pile on and help them through. But um, yeah, it's it's incredible to see the transformation. And I'm telling you, like, like once. Once you embrace that this is going to be a lifestyle and it's a marathon and not everything's going to happen in 30 days or 60 days, then things happen faster than you expect. But yeah. when you when you set yourself up to like, okay, this is going to be, let's just work this year. This is what I'm going to be doing, right? This is going to eat this way. I'm going to work out this way and all these things. And the next thing you know, your body starts to transform. Your energy levels are better. You can keep up with your kids. And then you start to think, oh, wow, I remember a day when I would like – if the elevator, like somebody just posted the other day, it's like, yeah, I remember the days that like my elevator didn't work. And I remember the days that if my elevator didn't work, I'd be, I'd be swearing today. I just hit the stairs. I didn't even think twice. I got upstairs. And I'm like, 
wait a minute, I just took the stairs. Like they don't even think twice. It's like, oh, the elevators, yeah. okay, solution. Because we we're a solution based, right? Oh, solution, stairs. It's like everything starts to change. It's it's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like such a great program, man. And and I I think that that you know kind of getting into it that way like starting off the gradient approach for me is so helpful because you can get really overwhelmed you know what i mean i've I've vacillated between i only want to change one thing and that would be like okay i'll just not eat carbs that's one thing i can do to i'm changing absolutely everything overnight and that would also be kind of too much too so like you know if if I had thought 10 years ago, like my cheat meal, cheat quote unquote cheat meal is going to be fucking Brussels sprouts that I don't <laughs> ask them to, you know, to not put any sauce on. Right. And I'm not talking about like creamed Brussels sprouts or, or <laughs> candied Brussels sprouts, just like wh- whatever they kind of, they, they boil them and throw some sauce on them. And normally I don't get the sauce, but like now I'm going to, I'm going to go like, no, I'm not thinking about it tonight. I'm having the sauce. Like I, I just, I don't recognize who I was back then. You know what I mean? Cause I would, I don't even really like vegetables. That's another thing. Like I, I'm glad your program includes fiber. Cause that was kind of a hard transition for me. And at first it was almost taking them like, this is a supplement. I just have to get it down. And now I, <laughs> I like them, you know? Totally. It's um, yeah, you're right about the it's, it's very overwhelming. And and here's the thing, like people villainize. I don't want to say the word villainize. So you may not tell me the word, but like, you know, people other like the fitness experts, the influencers, they, they kind of villainize people thinking like, well, it's easy. All you have to do is not eat sugar and all eat, not eat this and just go to the gym. Nah, man, it's not just go to the gym and not just not eat sugar, because in truth, if you haven't been doing that for 10 years or 15 years, and now with social media, there's millions of people coming at you with this diet and that diet and this workout and that workout, and your friends are telling you things. And then you listen to, to, to Joe Rogan and he's telling you things because Joe's extreme, but you know, so it's like, you're getting all of this stuff. And then of course, you're not going to know what to do. Like when they come in, I, I totally understand it. These guys don't know, literally they don't know that testosterone is responsible for helping them with the weight loss and, you know, energy and all that stuff, because it's just not out there. They don't know that the type of workouts that they should be doing, like they just don't, you just don't know. And they don't know the, the, the type of foods they should eat and what to stay away from. They hear certain things. Oh, I heard carbs are really bad. And how come your, your program is this? I'm like, well, dude, dude, this is why. And then when they have the information and the knowledge of why, then so for those listening, understand why you're eating certain foods and why what they do to their, your body and why you stay away from certain foods. You know, when you start to have that understanding, then you're like, oh, okay, that totally makes sense. Okay, now you have more power over that kind of stuff. And, you know, now you feel a little bit more confident because if you show up at the gym on January 1st and you haven't been in the gym in 10 years and you get in there and you're all, you know, you, you got, you got your headband on and you know your wristbands on socks pulled up and you walk in and you look around and then you're just like, Oh man. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe. Okay. There's okay. I know the dumbbells. So I'm just going to just do some bicep curls. Hey man, how you doing? You know, do some bicep curls. And then 
you just put them down and you kind of look around and you know, you just, you're lost. Literally. I've seen it. I've seen it in the local gym. It's like zombies walking around, you know, okay. I know I can sit in this chair and do these, prep, but there's no programming and there's just no understanding. And that's not their fault because if you've been out of the game, how the hell are you going to know what to do when yeah. you have millions of things coming down your feet? So, you know, that's why getting a trainer or somebody who understands men over 40, like a trainer that knows what's going on with you um, as a man, when January 1st comes, gives you that momentum, right? And ask questions. Why are we doing this? What is this going to do for me? Okay, like for me with my mobility and my lower back, I go to my physio guy. And when I go to my physio guy, I check my ego at home. Because when I go there, I just, I love him because he just okay what am i doing you just tell me what i need to do i don't even okay this and he explains this is why we're doing this this is what's going to happen this is going to help you with this like that's the type of person you want because they're educating you you have that understanding and now you're empowering yourself for the gym the next time you go without the headband and the and the wristbands and now you know okay this is my metabolic workout i'm going to do circuit yeah. training you know yeah. with a couple of dumbbells that's it now, I love that, too, because I find like um, for me, very specific goals always were catastrophically counterintuitively failures for me. I, mm. Like I want to lose 100 pounds. Well, what happens on day one of having lost 100 pounds? I'm now gaining. I'm going to regain that 100 pounds. Right. Um, I want to wear size 36 jeans. Okay. Well, I can fit in those for a month and then I go back to 38 and then eventually to 48. And like it's that kind of thing. Like what you're talking about and kind of the way I live my life, which I think is has worked the best for me, is mm. today I'm improving. Because yes. I can, that can be my goal every single day. Every single day I can improve. And even Sunday when I don't work out, I'm improving because I'm recovering. So yes. like, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, January 1st, I will be improving. But guess what? December 31st, I will also be improving. I will be improving on the second. I will be improving every day, all year long, because that's a goal that I can have every single day and I can accomplish it every single day. 100%, 1% better every day. That's it. It's it's like these 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 specific goals. And again, when I when I talk like this, I I'm only going by the proof that I see on a daily basis, right? Like me I'm, you know, I have to go through my stuff, but now I see it on a daily basis. So I see the mindset change. I see exactly what you said, okay, 1% better. Maybe, you know, January 1st, because I've been doing this program, I'm going to start to learn how to use kettlebells now. So now you have a whole new, you know what I mean? Because you've built up, uh, you fo your focus wasn't about losing 30 pounds. It was about implementing a healthy lifestyle, being consistent, being 1% better or better every day. And next thing you know, you're, you're, you're stronger, you look better, you know, you feel better, you have more energy, you're going hiking. And now you're like, you know what? I want to learn how to use kettlebells. And now you've got a new you know, thing to, to, to tackle. And that's what it's about as we get in our forties and our fifties, our sixties, our seventies retirement, you know, I want to live till I'm 99 years old and not 99 in a, in a wheelchair, like my grandmother, 99 doing, you know, burpees and playing with my great grandchildren. I want to see Cassian's children's children. Like yeah. my son. I want to be around for that, like, but healthy, not, you know, and, and so if I think about that now and live my life now, 
to set myself up for 99, then that's the long-term goal. But you know that you have to do everything to get you there, right? Because yeah. that margin slowly starts to move like this, right? Yeah. Where you really have to be focused and consistent, but we're creating a lifestyle, right? And when you create a lifestyle, like you said, you don't know any better. Like that, these are my guilt-free meals. I mean, that, that this, this is what I do. Like, I don't know any better. Like, that's it, right? Like, oh yeah, the fast food, that's like, I don't even, that's not even, that yeah. word, that doesn't even phase me. That's not even in my whatever, right? But that's just because it's a, it's your lifestyle. That's it, right? No, there was a like, lot of like intentional, living intentionally or living consciously, you know, for, mm. listen, when I was. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Eating as poorly as I was, I wasn't in, I wasn't at very in touch with my body because it, right. it took a long time before when I'd eat garbage food, I would feel awful. Right. And right. there just comes a point where like, I don't want to feel like that. Like it doesn't actually, whatever joy it gives me in the moment, it, it, it doesn't last. It's not real. And then I feel awful for so much longer, whether it's guilt or actually physically not great. That food is not doing anything for me. So I don't eat like that anymore. But that didn't happen overnight. That took a while. And there was a lot of trial and error, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. It's 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 and that's why the the long game. Right. Thinking about that as just, okay, this is my new lifestyle and yeah. I have to, and I'm going to enjoy it as I go through and learn and figure things out. But, you know, that's why it's important to have a trainer or someone who can guide you through at least the beginning, um, who understands and that way it gives you, you know, at least a, a, a better platform, right? Like now, okay, I'm jumping into it, but at least I'm jumping into it with, you know, things that I'm going to need to keep me sustained through my journey. Um, and, and, you know, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be times where you fail, but you just have to get back up and, and continue on the journey. Right. You know, that there's not, and, and finding, finding a place where you can get that support is going to be key. Cause most, most of the times the people around you and close to you are not going to really support you. Uh, your friends aren't going to really support you that much. You know, like for me, um, you know, I don't drink, but 
back in the day, I used to drink. I was like the life of the party, you know, it'd be like, I make sure everyone's, yeah, let's make sure everyone's happy and great and whatever. And when I stopped drinking, just because I knew what it was doing to my body, I remember that uh, it took a while for the people around me to accept that, right? So, hey, have a beer, have a drink, or whatever. I'm like, no, I don't drink. No, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. No, I'm okay. So you have to say no a lot, right? Which is fine. But the more you do that, then now, now if I go to a party, if I go to our family thing, they're all to go funky. Your your uh, your water's here. Like my specifically, my 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 cousin Devon's like, oh yeah, I got your water over here, funk. Or Aaron, Aaron's always like, oh, we got your case of water over here. Like it's just they know. And also with my 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 mother in law, she used to uh, make cakes for my birthday all the time. And I'm telling her, no, I, listen, I'm not going to eat it. A hundred percent, I'm going to eat it. Don't make it. I understand. And so it took a while. It took four or five birthdays before now. It's like, okay, no worries. Like, I'm not going to have it. But you have to know how to say no to the yeah. people around you at first. Don't get defensive because I understood. I'm like, okay, she's just, she's so much, she's so used to me doing that. If people are used to seeing you doing certain things, or you've said a million times that you're going to do one thing and you end up not doing it, how, you can't expect the people around you to support you right away like the, yeah. the proof is in the pudding pudding but after a while believe me they'll they'll understand that it's like oh okay no this is this is water guy man he just drinks water all the time <laughs> right yeah and it but it might require a conversation too like if you and your wife yes. lay in bed every single night and eat oreos and a pint of ice cream and then you wake up one day and you're like, I'm changing everything. And you get into bed that night and she's got the Oreos and the ice cream. And she's <laughs> like, well, here, here's your portion. It might take a minute of like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing something else. And I actually yeah. should have told you, or like, we got to have this conversation at some point oh. because that makes it harder for me. You know, yeah. I, I still have feelings for those cookies and ice cream and I haven't quite gotten them out of my system yet. So give me a break for a minute, you know? The boundaries, man, you got to set the boundaries and that's what it is. It's like, you know, when, when, if you're after work, your guys want to go out for some beers or whatever, and you're not, you're in that, you know, portion of your life now where you're not drinking, you're focusing on your health. They want to go for beers and wings and you think, okay, well, I do love hanging out with these guys, man. I really do. Right. Cause of the social part of it, it's not for them. Maybe it's the beers and the wings, but for you, it's now you don't have the beers and the wings, but you still want to hang out with these guys. You just have to set the experience expectations of hey i'll come but i'm gonna leave early i'm not having beers i'm not having wings but i want to hang out with you guys right yeah. sure but and of course when you get there and they start drinking come on have one come on have one guys remember i told you i'm not doing this i'm not doing that but the more you do that hey the more respect people are going to have for you actually they'll be like man i was he's, he's stuck to his word and then also they're going to understand that you're actually going there for the camaraderie and not for the beers and wings. They can do it. And I'm, I don't judge. You guys get trash, do whatever you want. If you need me to drive you home, I'll drive you home. I'll take care of you guys. No worries. Cause I like the hangout, but I, I don't need that stuff. Yeah. Right. And I'm not yeah. judging you. you. Do what you do. You I'm just, you know what I mean? So those conversations will happen once you start your new healthy lifestyle and the people around you aren't, on that journey, which is why it's probably good to get a group of people that you know are on the same journey. So you have people to, to right. keep you accountable and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Or at, or at the very least who are supportive of what you're doing. That's, yes. Yeah. That's really important. Yeah. I don't drink either. And, and there was 
a large period of time where my wife didn't keep alcohol in the house many years. And now there's alcohol in the house. It doesn't bother yeah. me at all. But, and yeah. she, she drinks. Um, yeah. I mean, she's not a lush or anything. She has yeah. you know, maybe two glasses of wine per week and she drinks in a way that I never could. She'll pour yeah. herself a glass of wine, drink half of it, dump the other half in the sink. And every time she does that, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I don't understand putting the cork back in the bottle. Like that's that bottle to me is a beverage. You finish the yeah, beverage. That's gone. Yeah. yeah. You know? The bottle's gone. The case is gone. Yeah. You know? The, the the keg's gone. Like, hey, we got to train this keg, guys. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't even totally understand kind of keeping it in the house because when I drank, you bought it and you drank it and then you had to go buy more. There's no like, yeah. what, we're storing wine now? What are we like? Wine <laughs> people? It's crazy. Um, awesome. Funk, your program yeah. sounds awesome. You're awesome. I'm so glad Thank we you. got to talk. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, man. I love it. I love your movies. I love everything you're doing. Um, you know, I saw you on Joe Rogan a few years back and I'm like, man, I remember him from Butterfly Effect. He was my favorite guy. I love this guy. This is amazing. Your transformation was amazing. And I've been following you for a while. Just started to watch Manadrone. So I'm watching Oh, that. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, man, and I'll love to do this again sometime. Hell yeah. Talk to you awesome. soon. Thanks, brother. And now for the Q&A. Today's question comes from Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris says, Ethan, thank you so much for taking your personal health journey public. It's been an inspiration to me and put me on a path to losing 105 pounds over the past year. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. He says, once I got near my goal weight, I've been struggling with what I can only describe as unconscious decisions, similar to the experiences you shared about being at a Best Buy and ending up with a car, a cart of candy. It happens to me late at night when I will get a little sweet tooth craving. I go to the cabinet where I have my healthy dessert options with the intent of grabbing a protein bar, but I find myself with a non-healthy option like my kids' Oreos, Halloween candy, etc., I've tried putting their food and mine in different cabinets so I don't see it, but it's almost as if the minute I decide to grab a snack, something else takes over and makes a decision for me. Grabbing two Oreos isn't necessarily the problem, but as I'm eating my demon snacks, I say to myself, poor decision, but it won't kill you. Just don't do it again. And yet within the next 30 minutes, I find myself with another Oreo or five. The oddest thing about it is that it only happens during this time. The rest of the day, I have no issues and I can pass on the tray of donuts or cookies in our office or my coworker's bowl of candy. I've ended up following and reading some of the books from your previous guests and thought perhaps it's my brain subconsciously telling me to do something because my body needs it. So anyway, first of all, I just want to say I so relate to what he's saying. I think we've all ex yeah. experienced this. Um, okay, so he goes on to say, since getting near my goal weight, I've put back on 15 pounds. And even though I'm back into weight loss mode, I'm still struggling with the nighttime snack demons. My kids are 10 and 11. And while I'm trying to get them eating healthier too, I know they're kids and they should have some fun. And so I feel guilty about just throwing out all their favorites. Any advice you can give on how you personally dealt with this type of unconscious snacking would be greatly appreciated. Yes, totally. I want to just acknowledge kids make this more complex they do having kids 
kids can be picky eaters, then you're, then they're, you know, and not that I want, I th- I'm rationalizing, just give in and feed them chicken McNuggets and macaroni and cheese all day long and get them to have these terrible habits. It's also, you know, for a kid, an Oreo or a piece of Halloween candy is, is the, you know, I don't find that morally reprehensible. Like you like, let's not, if we're not Amish and I think Amish, whoever, whatever the group is that doesn't eat sugar, if we're not that, we don't have to, you know, raise our kids as though they're that. Um, I just want to acknowledge that, uh, for me to escape that kind of situation, I kept finding myself in, I found it was necessary to go kind of earlier and to get a little bit stricter overall. I I had the very same problem. And for a long time, I just didn't like eating anything at night was off limits. And then it became, well, I'm, I'm only allowed to have casein protein powder and water at night. And now I'm kind of at a place where if I feel like eating at night, I eat at night and it's, it doesn't change my life. But I, but I know, f- I will say for a long time, eating after dinner was just off the table. That was not, I had to get really strict because I found myself in those situations where I would, I would wind up making a poor decision. So for me, when, when there is an area where I keep tripping up, I find I just need to get the discipline a little bit more hardcore than it is. And so I had that same problem. And what, what worked for me was a long period of time where eating anything was off limits. Um, so there, you know, I'm just not after dinner at night, I make sure I've gotten all the food I need. I am not, you know, sitting on three or four or 500 calories that I'm going to snack on for the rest of the night. And that's it. That's it until the next day. I'm not eating. And my kids to this day have food in the house, which I don't eat. They always have. That has always been utterly off limits to me. There is no, for me, um, you know, I go into the pantry and there's lots of stuff that is not food for me. It's just not on the menu at all. Um, but like my wife drinks alcohol and I don't drink alcohol. So there's, there's also liquids in the house that are off limits to me. Um, none of my kids are stoners, but if they were and they had pot in the house or if my wife smoked pot, um, that would be off limits. That's, that's doesn't happen to be the case. So that's good. But I also never liked pot. So that's not like really a tempting thing, but alcohol is not really a tempting thing anymore either. Cause I've gone a long time without drinking at first. It was necessary to keep alcohol out of the house. There were, there were a number of years where I just, people didn't drink at dinner around me. I did. I never went to a bar. There was no alcohol in my house. Um, And then years in, we were in Europe and my wife really wanted to go wine tasting and found out that, you know, I could do olive oil tasting at these vintners, I think they're called. I don't know, fancy wine people. Um, And that was, you know, 
okay, that was fine. And then the there was more openness of having wine at dinner. And now there's a, a full bar at my house. And it's just not something that uh, I'm going to, that's just not for me. There's stuff, you know, my, I, I have a, a, a wife and four daughters and a granddaughter, and there's lots of girl stuff here. That's not for me. I'm never going to need a tampon. <laughs> there's lots of those, you know, there's lots of girly hair stuff. I'm a bald man. I don't need any of that. So it's just not for me. And that's how I try to think of their food. I never wanted to put such restrictions on what my kids eat, ate, but there, there were times where I got a little bit stricter for my own safety of like, it's here's this one thing like if it's if it's oreo cookies for you can they have something else that you just don't like um for a while until you get good at not eating at night and like i i don't know what to suggest but since you brought up oreos how about you just get rid of the oreos and let your kids have some other treat that maybe you don't care about or would be easier for you to avoid avoid eating at night altogether for a while and then reincorporate it and when you reincorporate it do it really slowly reincorporate it with celery sticks and maybe make a, a period of time where you're only allowed to eat celery sticks after dinner or whey protein and water or carrots or or whatever but spend some time not eating anything after dinner and see how that goes that's awesome i yeah, that is just making a hard line about it and trying it, right? Just going, okay, cool for the, I mean, you could even like put a time period on it, couldn't you? Like this week, I'm not eating anything past seven and like see how you feel and how that changes your habit, right? Yeah, totally. I think that I would watch out for doing it for only a week, but yeah, if you, I mean, listen, get through today. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, all yeah. I mean. No, a hundred percent. Just get through today. Yeah. My fear of putting anything into like a very specific goal is uh, so many times I'd go like, I'm just going to do a week and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And then I would just do a week and that would be that I I'm see. done. Right. Um, of course, the moment is the most key part. So the moment where you're in the pantry, that's the most key part. But I'm saying you're, you're not even allowed to go into the drawer where your kid's stuff is. And then you even take a step back from that and go, no, I've finished dinner. No more food. Got you it. know? Yeah. Um, I found that in order to avoid those kind of points of amnesia where I'd find myself doing something, I promised myself I wouldn't do. And yet I'm here again doing it. And I don't understand all the choices and decisions that went into getting there. They actually, for me, started many decisions back where the idea of doing that thing wasn't even really present yet. Does, does that make sense? Yes, 100%. So, so I had to actually stiffen the dis discipline much earlier so that I never even stepped foot on the path that would allow me to get to the point where I'm being confronted by two Oreos because I'm going to make a bad decision in that moment. But if I don't get on the path at all, then I avoid it entirely. That makes sense. I love that. That's awesome. Let us know how it goes. Thank you for writing in and asking this question. If anyone else has a question for Ethan, you know, you can email it to us anytime. 
It's hello. You know, anytime. You can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you say you didn't feel that? Where like do I we said, go? How do they, I said how do can, they do that, Paige? <laughs> you can email hello at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>